Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I want to say good evening. We started in the afternoon, now it's the evening. So good evening. Cash, what's going on, my brother? There, family. There, there. Bro, we're overdue. Long, long overdue still. Bro, do you know, I've got a question for you, bro. When I was messaging, when we were going on DMs, were you in the yard or were you in town? I'm trying to think. It depends. What, what, do you remember the date? Bro, because we were talking, we were, we were on DMs for, for a little while before, we, before you announced you were back. Ah, uh, if I'm chatting to you in the DMs before I announced, I'm here. Mm. Yeah, I'm in Peckham still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Peckham, but I'm posting like I'm in Kingston, yeah. Jamaica, you get me? Alright, so I... I you may have touched on this before, but so I'm I'm going for a, yeah, a clean yeah. slate. Um, what? Why did you choose to delay your announcement of being back in the mm. UK? For me, it's because obviously I've been I've been in the game from so young. Leaving and being away for like five years. Don't know. People are fickle in it, and. I didn't want to have a scenario where it's like, oh, cash is back and that's it. So I needed to make sure that when I said cash is back, I kept you in that interesting place. Like you're interested in the fact that cash is back. There's going to be a wave of people who know who I am already um, and want to see me do well. And there's people that's like, oh, no one's going to care. And then there's people like, who, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but people are talking about him. I need to be able to captivate all three. And the only way by doing that is to make sure that the moment I've announced I'm back, there's something else, and then there's something else, and there's something else. So the rollout was, I think after I'd announced I was back, I filmed the whole process. I filmed and edited the process of me coming through the airport and all of that. Um, and that's gone out online and whatnot on the first day. And then the second day is the reactions from people that I pulled up on. And I pulled up on bangles, basically. That one, people think that's my announcement video because that went even more than the first airport one did. People more remember me returning to the UK from the Bangles reaction video that like I pulled up at the studio and surprised them basically. You get me? And obviously he's running around like a madman, barling and all of that on the floor, moving mad. Um, and that flew around. And yeah, for me, it, it just happened that it took seven months to put it all together. We had bare plans for Man was supposed to run out at wireless. Yeah, man's 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 on the disguise at these places. Um, but truth be told, as much as man wanted to pattern certain situations so that I could announce that I'm back, like I didn't want it to take seven months. It's just we were just in roadblocks every single time because there's only a certain there's only so much I can do without having to leak the information that I'm back. And me, I'm having to now leak it with, I guess, industry people who I don't know. Why would you trust, why would I trust you to, to, to keep the information? And I know everybody I tell is going to tell one person. So, wait, so you moved back, so you went back to Peckham? 
Yeah, so I. So, yeah. so, but, so, if, so, who knew, like, because. I'll be real. My, just my immediate, like. But you weren't going out shopping and that. Like, what was that? No, like, at different stages. So, when I first, first got here, this is before the disguise and everything kicked in and all of that. Like, yeah, I'm just cooped up in the yard, fam. But remember, like, I've just got back. I'm really, I already, I already planned how I wanted this thing to roll out with the team from before I got to the UK. So, the first three months is family anyway. I don't, there's nothing to do with work at all. Like, daddy mode, you understand? Like, trying to rekindle with my family and just having certain moments. Like, there's immediate family. There's, there's family members who know, and then there's family members that don't know. And one of my brothers are in jail. He could not fucking know. Man can't tell him. He's going to tell, the, the jail, you know jail already. He's going to tell one man, and before you know it, a man's phoning from my next jail, saying, right, I heard my man's here. You get what I'm trying to say? So... He's all phoned at times that I'm around my other brothers. I'm next to them and they can't tell him that I'm, you get what I'm trying to say? But now everything's out. Everyone leaked it. <laughs> everyone fucked, but I knew, <laughs> everyone I told not to tell somebody, told somebody, but I had already calculated that. So before I told you, I calculated who would you tell if you was to tell one person? You get me? And if that person's cool, then yeah. I'll tell you still, you get me? Even Dini. A man told Dini, I just know his person he's going to tell is his brother. So I got to calculate, is your brother going to chat? Yeah, your brother's all right. Your brother's, your brother's not going to tell anybody. So, all right, cool. You get what I'm trying to say? It feels like everyone is like sharing good news, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's good news, but it's important news, fam. Ah, okay, so, bro, so when you're telling people, why are you telling them why they shouldn't tell? Like, what's the, yeah, but I'm back, but don't say nothing because... Because... Um, we're working on the rollout. We're working on how to announce that I'm back, basically. You understand? Remember, before I even, before I even got here, the rollout's already started. The first, first move in the rollout is I didn't fly directly from Jamaica to England. I went f to Germany to avoid anyone seeing me in the airport. You get me? So this is important. It's not just a fucking, like, remember, I'm here, family members are relying on this working... Everybody's relying on this working and just me leaking the information just like that or just the information leaking out there like that. It, it takes away from the, the impact, in it? And maximum impact is what was important within that. Like it's just going to, there's no build up to it. There's no hints. There's no like raw billboards are flying around the place and it's like raw, I heard cash might be forwarding, you know, nothing. And in order for that to happen, I need to make sure that people who know me firsthand some of them also don't know because the first thing the public's gonna do is gonna phone somebody that they know i'm cool with to confirm is he really here they're gonna say blood i don't fucking know <laughs> and they're gonna be genuine about that and that's what's gonna sell it basically and that that sold it basically so yeah it ended up spreading you get me yeah i think everyone i think by now everyone knows like i'll say the story because you documented it but I think what was key to me, bro, is that we were talking about um, things off camera. And we were saying about you were saying that you in London, you're not in London. No, in Jamaica, you're London. In London, you're Jamaica. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in England, I'm a yardman, but in yard, I wasn't a yardman enough. You get what I'm trying to say? Even though I've been sent back to the country for basically not being legal in Britain, which is basically where I had my primary education etc 
So it's, 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 it's a weird place. I guess it's kind, of a, it's kind of a place that when I speak to elders, mixed people that are mixed race, that are of a certain generation, it's like the acceptance time for them, it's like they felt like maybe they weren't black enough, but then they also weren't white enough. So it's like, it was like a weird space for them to be in back in the day. Um, similar situation, it's like I'm in Jamaica, I'm a yard man, my whole career, man, they, they know I'm from yard or whatnot. Um, but in Jamaica, man, are looking at me and thinking, yeah, but you don't know hard life. You get what I'm saying? Like, you don't know badness. You don't know, you see what I'm trying to say? So with that comes the, 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 the test and the, the pushing on the fence to see if the fence is, is weak and all of that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. You must have like, it's not enough for melting because it's like, yeah, it could be seen as like food, bro. Because yeah. by, by the time you come, you've got a bit, however people know, you still, you, you had a name mm. in the UK. When you came back out, people know who you were musically when you came back to Jamaica. Um, what do you mean? In Jamaica? Yeah, or when, you, when, you got when I got sent back to Jamaica? Um, only, I guess, really just on my block, but not really. Like it never, like my career was thriving in England. I was just about to, just, I'm just at that, 99% about to hit the 100 um, in the UK. So it never got, I think, once it got to the 100 in the UK, it would have then started spreading internationally because then we would have now started deliberately focusing on Jamaica. I had never done anything to focus on Jamaica as a market that listens to my music, basically. So um, when I got to Jamaica, it's pretty easy. No one knew I did music like that, but I was front page in all of the papers. Yeah, so I've got there. And it's UK rapper deported, da, 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 and all of the papers like plastered. You see what I'm saying? So once that happened, I just had to like kind of recline, wait for that news to die down, and then I just stayed in that recluse, basically. So, so what age did you get? Twenty. To, no, no. What age did you come to the UK? Um, between I think it's between six and seven. I always say between because. However old I was, my birthday was about to pop up. So I'm not sure on which side it was. It's either between five and six or six and seven. But to make it easy for everybody, key stage two. So I started primary school in year two. So whatever age group that is, that's me. Bro, I, I, like, I spoke to quite a few men from Peckham, bro. And um, it just, it also like an alternate universe. People who were raised in Peckham. But for you, what was your, what was your experience like growing in Peckham? Peckham is... Um, Peckham is a jungle and it's a jungle that it's a jungle that not a lot of people I guess make it out of even if they've made it out of it physically you see what I'm trying to say Peckham 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 can scar you or just give you a certain type of vibe that you can't shake regardless of where you go in life, you get what I'm trying to say. But it can also give you the education and the experience that will then help you thrive in wherever you go in life. And that's where it was for me. For me, Peckham was, Peckham was a whole heap of vibe and a whole heap of experiences, bro. You get me? A whole heap of experiences that, many different ways as well. I know how everyone views Peckham in the one way, 
But the reality to it is we've got youth clubs in Peckham. We've got all of these type of things in Peckham. There was hella shubs happening in Peckham. You get what I'm trying to say? We're, it's not just the jungle in terms of like violence. When I say, when I'm describing it as the jungle, it's just popping. There's, 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 there's right now in Peckham, right now, there's probably five different things you can do tonight. You get what I'm trying to say? And that's, that's, that's been Peckham. And it's like, You can't go to all five. Not everybody has access to all five. So if you've got access to go to any one of these five things that's happening, then you're in a certain circle or you're in a certain stratosphere. You get me? But Peckham's vibe, man, like Peckham's culture, melting pot, There's everything there. You get what I'm trying to say? Like down to even the Afghans. Man's going to school with some of the, the people from like Afghanistan, fam, and after school, them man are taking off their school tie and they're working in the phone shops. And man is in school with certain man, and man's thinking, bro, you're not my age. <laughs> we know you're not my age, cuz we know you're a big man, you got a full face beard and all of that, cuz let's go, man. Let's just, just tell me. I don't want to tell nobody. You're like 24, cuz let's be honest. You get me? Like, but even that, like, one of one of the um, what, there's like a legendary phone shop in um, Peckham, right? Khan's, right? Um, Khan, man, see Khan's nephew the other day, fam, and it's like he's he's running the shop now, but he was like this local back then. You get what I'm trying to say? So like to see it, it's just it's just a mix of everything. Like that place, that place is a it's a different kind of place still. Like definitely. Make or break you still. Is there any, when, when did you first realise that? Because I was talking to, like I said, a few Peckham and I said that. What was the point when you realised, it may sound negative, that Peckham was a bit, like this ain't normal, like the things that's happened, whether it's the violence or whether it's the shootouts, just like, when did you realise that, yo, this is, this doesn't happen like this everywhere else, bro? Um, it almost feels like it was a lot more intense. Um, I think it's just whenever a man heard outsiders talking about the ends. Because in the ends, what's normal to you is what's normal to you, innit? It's more in terms of like whenever man's pushing out or going certain type of places and they know this is where you're from, the energy is different when they know this is where you're located or this is, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, something as small as even going to school in Peckham, a small detail like that, like them ages, man's playing football and all of that type of stuff. If we're playing certain football teams, some man don't want to tackle you in a certain type of way. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's more, obviously, man know what the representation of the block is. We know what it is. But I think in terms of like, my realisation is when people from outside speak about the place. You get me? Obviously, you hear things on the news after you've heard it and seen it live in the streets you get me so you already know it's a place but for me remember where i'm coming from in jamaica is it's treacherous as well you get me so it wasn't like a weird experience for me it just felt like i left one jungle in jamaica and just started growing up in another jungle in england well you know i clocked and this is like segueing bro from talking to you like even before this interview bro and i'm, I'm big on mindsets isn't it and I wonder, like, where does your mindset come from? Because it's, it's a very, it's a confident energy, bro. Like, you get me? And it's like, it's leadership. Yeah. It's not arrogance. It's understanding my, my position and, you know, it's, it's, but it's an energy that people don't, don't really see in the hood. 
Because yeah. the hood is very much like crabs in a bucket. Mm. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just wonder, like, where does where does your mindset come from? Is that your is that your your upbringing, your mum, your pops? Where, where does it come from, though? Um, if I have to think, characteristics wise, that's definitely my mum. That's definitely my mum. There's my mum, and then there's the fact that you're an immigrant in the UK, an illegal one at that. That's a different lifestyle. You get what I'm trying to say? That's a different lifestyle. You have to make executive decisions. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? You have to make executive decisions, bro, because you understand that the result of certain things for someone else is going to be different for you. You see what I'm saying? But at the same time, you're playing the fine line of still getting up to what everyone else is getting up to, but you getting up to it is, is for a different reason. You get me? Like, there's certain times when man was doing things when man was younger and there's man's brethrens that are within man's age group that then and they don't need to do it really it's just to just it's just you're right you know it's like it's like it's like smoking weed like if you are the, the whole end the, everyone will tell you like cash don't smoke like and there's nothing that could make me smoke i just everyone smokes from mom dad did like my household brothers brethren's everybody but I said I'm not smoking weed and I just never smoked it like from that whole age group up you get what I'm trying to say so yeah for me I think that's more something from my mum because I see she was she's like the youngest one out of like like my aunts and that she's the young one but she's the you get me like if we're talking heart and all of that type of stuff she was she's always willing to make the situation better by risking the situation to get worse. Yeah, that's her still. So I think I've seen the benefits of both. So I've got to. I mean, I can't. I can't see her risk risking something, and then we benefit from it, and then I engulf in that and celebrate that. Um, and then she risks, and then it doesn't go that way. And then feel like, oh man, this is why you shouldn't take risks. You know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah, just that go-getter mentality and that, like, yo. But my mum's wild, though. Sorry, mum. But we've got to keep it real. Everyone knows about you. <laughs> she's going to watch this. <laughs> but she's wild. You see, me, I'm more like a... Me, I'm a sponge, bro. You get me? Like, I feel like a lot of men are offended when I ever, like, in a musical aspect where it's like, ah, oh, he sounds like this person. Not necessarily me as an example. But like, if an artist is compared to another artist or whatnot, like somebody might take offense to that. Me, I can openly tell you I'm a sponge. Like this confidence you're seeing or whatever you feel, it's from me being around confident people. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, and, 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 and it's the different types of confident people because I've been around people that are confident but arrogant with their confidence. You know, when a man's good at something and he knows he's good at it and he tells you he's good at it. But then there's a next man that knows he's good at it, but he lets you tell him. You see what I'm trying to say? Rather than he's telling you. So I've just... And, and then there might be a woman who... She knows she looks good. But she will never, ever, ever go on like she knows it. But the whole time she knows it. You see what I'm trying to say? And then there's a woman that knows she's bad. And she's going to let you know that she knows she's bad. So you need to act accordingly. I've, I've been around many different people and managed to soak up what I need to soak up. And make that into who I am in addition to what I was just already... As, as a person, you get me?
But when you when you started music, right? Because like I said, I remember I remember I'm older than you, but I remember me being younger watching you. And I always thought you stood out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I did. It was always it's like, because this guy from Peckham, he don't look it, yeah. which is ignorance. Yeah. You get me? Because remember, like those times there, it's like, it like was it Streets Incarcerated DVD? Is that was it? yeah, like all those ones there, bro. So you're seeing certain man. Yeah. I remember you, bro. I think yeah, that the, the earrings, the mm-hmm. like, this guy looking like a flyboy, bro. Do you yeah. get me? Yeah, yeah. And I never associated you with the badness. Yeah. So have you ever had that kind of like people looking at you thinking, like, looks are deceiving in terms of that? And, and then have you ever used it to your advantage? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair with you, you get me? Yeah, like with man, everything that you saw, it's just me being myself, fam. You get me? It's just me being myself. Like, I never... I was always aware of, of, of where I'm from and what comes with that, in terms of Jamaica anyway, you get me? Like, there's no point in my life I think I'm a British boy. Ever, 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 ever. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, my best friends, primary school, they're born in yard too. Wearing the same boat. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? When I get to your house and I, I know your auntie's thing ain't straight, you know my people's thing ain't straight, you, we all know what's happening. But separate to that, I got brethren that are in school and them and are born in England. But I know the difference between the two, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I know the difference between the two. So, like, in terms of what you saw, I guess it depends on when you started seeing it because there's times when you'd see me and associate me with badness, but you probably wouldn't have known it's me because it looks so different. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, you've definitely seen me in some videos floating about, you just don't know that that's me. You get what I'm trying to say? So it's whenever I know that there's some sort of camera or anything about, I kind of make sure that, to be fair, not even camera, but just making sure that if there's a scenario where I need to be able to not look like I'm associated, it's easy for me, you get me? Like. There used to be a running joke in the end that I never get stopped and searched. But that's just because of the, my attire. You get me? Like, Peckham, man are just savages in the ends, bro. But there's a pocket of man that are flying. You get me? And it's because what you're seeing, I weren't gravitated straight to the badness. I was the trapper. You see what I'm saying? For me, it was just on a money thing. Anything man's ever done is because, you get me? It's more on some next stuff, but... It was never like that the badness wasn't the driving force for me because I just knew this, 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 this situation is different for me. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm not... Blood, I spoke to, I spoke to a man one time. And young buck still spoke to him like years, years, years after he, he was one of man's young bucks. And I'm chatting to him and he's like, yeah, went jail and all of that. But obviously, you know, I, like, I have to go jail. And I was thinking, blood, is that what this is? Is that how early I realised this shit? All of these men that I'm around, in their minds, they don't mind going in jail because they feel like it's a part of the, you have to go jail. For me, no, I don't have to go jail. I don't. We have to do what we have to do. But we do not have to go jail for doing what we do. You get what I'm trying to say? And for me, I think that just 
comes out in, in the way I move different. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, and man's just not really, I'm not really somebody that does it for the cameras. I'm not somebody that does it for the clout as they would refer to it now or whatever. So you get me, there's, there's people that will probably see me in one sort of light and that's how they will see me forever because they've never seen another side. And if they speak to somebody who's seen the other side, they'll think they're talking about two complete different people. But you get me, like I said, I'm a sponge. It's not just about the leadership that I soak up when I'm around people. It's everything, it's mannerisms. You get me, some of the most serious men I've ever gone around, they have the most manners. They have the most manners. It's not face bent up and all of the elderly people love them. They love them. You get what I'm trying to say? These are serious people. So it's me soaking all of that up from young. You understand? Like seeing how, like seeing how a man can just maneuver through the community and the business people of the community, how they react to him. It's not everybody that can go into a shop and say, boss. I'm going to pick these up. I'll shout you later on. I've seen man try that. <laughs> Boss, hey, you need to put that down because we don't like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't like that because you know what I'm saying? He's telling the man that's like that. He's already left the shop. He could hear the, col the, the commotion going on, but he's thinking, I never told you to pick that up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I've been able to just. Yeah, I've been able to just be myself, blood. That's the reality. And I think that works for me. Well, I think, look, we're talking about peers. And you were a part of a lot. You are part of, like, that crop. The Tinies, the Crepton Conans, and that, like, everyone was kind of like... I wouldn't even say Tiny, though. Tiny, Tiny's a big artist for man at every single point of his career. Every single, I'm talking hood economics, Tiny Temper, is a big artist to me at that point. Car, I'm in the streets. You get what I'm saying? Like, man never had no videos on TV at that point. My man's got videos on TV at that point. So he was already always, so I'd say my peers, I'd say man's gonna come up with Sneak Bowl. Yeah, you get me, like Sneak Bowl. Um, pair man, because where I am, I'm of like a weird local time because I started so young. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, so I'm in with the first batch of UK rappers as well, but slightly after, affiliated. So it's, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm in, before I've left, before I've left secondary school, I've worked with most of the, 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 the man them. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, I've, I've worked with most of them. Like, man's, man's a teenager with songs with Pearman, from Blade Brown to Morrison, to Giggs, to Dubs, to Young Meth, Fix Dotem, Femme Fel, like, <laughs> Dotem is, you get what I'm saying, like, but man's young, man's still in school at this point, you get what I'm trying to say, so, yeah, that, that's who I'd say my, my, my peers really are, like, the come up is Crepton Conan, Sneakball, Youngin as well, joined after as well, um, yeah, man, there's a few of us still. I was thinking that when, you saying that you had all those songs that so young, so were you, were you the man in school then, whether you'd call it or not? Because not many people would even have those type of tunes. Um, and these people were older than you, bro. Yeah, all of them men are older than men. Um, but again, like I said, with, 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 with features and stuff like that, enough time it's not planned. It's just, just you being able to be in a certain place at a certain time. 
but not everybody is allowed to be in that place. You get what I'm trying to say? So, for example, even how I connected with Young Meth, and I know if you, you must have heard of Unit 10, the studio. Uh, uh, Unit 10 is a fucking, it's a death trap in there. <laughs> uh, gigs, bro, gigs, because again, uh, what was, why was it so... Do you know what it is? With the unit, it's one way in, one way out. It's one way in, one way out. You see it? And yeah, like, it's a unit, in it. So once you're in, fam, if you're in there on the wrong day, it's mad for you still. So because of a, a lot of people know this, a lot of people don't go there. You see what I'm saying? So how I've connected with Meth, um, he's, he's come there one day to do a tune with gigs. And there's like, it's, t it's really, the room's probably this size. And it's, it's just partitioned into two studios. So them man are in there doing what they're doing. Man's in here. Um, and Meth can just hear, man. I think I was in the next room. I think it might have been me, my brethren Scully, Killer Kai. There's a few of us in that room. And I think Meth's heard me in there. But again, I'm the youngest one in the studio. And I think through that, like, we connected. And he never just wanted to do a tune. He wanted to do a whole tape. And again, Meth is a big artist, man. You get what I'm saying? So a lot of them features that's, that man's getting is basically between me being in certain, having access to certain places that not everybody man's age had access to. And I guess also the way I maneuvered as well. You get what I'm saying? I think if Meth shouted, man, and I was just this loose local young buck that he might be paranoid about. You see what I'm trying to say? He might be a bit, you know what I'm saying? But he could tell, he could tell, this that man's in, man never wanted to remain in this. You get me? And I think that made a difference. It's not to say he never bucked a wild me, like still, but he, so he's introduced me to Bangles, but Bangles would tell you how he saw me the first time he saw me as a youth. That man couldn't believe I traveled from south to east in the fashion that I did. You get what I'm trying to say? That man, I feel like, bro, there's bare feds. Like, but to me, I weren't even thinking about jigs. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm leaving the ends and I'm going over here. So I got a role in a certain type of fashion. And yeah, so even though I still had that side to me, I had the balance of people being comfortable enough to be around me. And I think that stunts a lot of people's growth as well. You get me? Like, yeah, badness, all of that, whatever you want to call it. But you have to have some sort of balance, fam, in order to maneuver in this fucking jungle. You just stick out like a sore thumb, you get clipped quickly, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, bro, so I'm not really gonna go on the, the deportation thing, but what I did wanna speak on is like, you said that you felt like you was, you felt probably you was about to go just before. Yeah. So the timing wise, why why did you get deported at that time? Did, was there do, do you think that they were waiting for you to get to a certain like was it just coincidental or? That is God, man. <laughs> when I look at it now, because it could have happened at any point. It could have happened when I bucked meth in Unit Ten when I'm in that session, and if it happened then, it might have been easier on me in terms of um, the public um, knowledge of my business because that's personal business plastered everywhere. Cause you see what I'm saying. But it didn't happen then. It happened after I was able to build a network, build knowledge, you get me? Build some sort of fucking hope for myself. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, I had something to return to the UK to. If I got sent to Yard 
and all that was in the UK, all my my only driving forces. I need to go back to England to go and rebuild my line and yeah. Can't wait to see them pussies there. And where yeah, when I see man where yeah, if that was my driving force fam, blood. I'm in yard, I'm not thinking about nothing to do with the streets. <laughs> I'm not thinking about nothing to do with the streets. And that's all to do with the time of when I got sent to yard. You see what I'm trying to say? So really it's God, you get me? Um I feel like um the timing of it as well was obviously me putting myself on the radar. I keep it real. Someone phoned them. Someone phoned immigration. And it's someone who knew about my immigration situation, but wasn't close, close to me. They're close enough to know my situation, but they're not close, close to me. And I say they're not close, close to me because they're close enough to know about my situation and not everybody did. But they're not close, close to me because they never knew I signed a deal with Universal. Only my immediates knew that. And I announced that I signed with them like a year after I signed the deal. And immediately, that's when immigration went. They went into Universal. You see what I'm saying? How the fuck did they, you know what I'm saying? They've gone in there and that's how everything started trickling from there. But um, the timing, overall. What was the, I'm not asking you, do you know who it was? Do you know who it was? No, no, I wish I knew it was. Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what was the motivation? I don't know, man. I don't know, bro. I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot of funny things going on in around that period of my life. You get me? There's a lot of, a lot of funny things that was going on. Like, so I don't know. But what I do know is they're not going to just pop up out of no... Like I said, if they like... Oh, it's just God. Oh, it's just God. Cause, you know what I'm saying? But I've just announced that I've signed this deal. It's not even been a week. <laughs> Immediately, cuz. You see what I'm trying to say? Immediately. And I signed this deal from last year. I all forgot to announce it. You see what I'm trying to say? Then I've announced it. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're in Universal. And boom, 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 boom. You get me? So, um, yeah. I don't know who made the call. Someone made the call. But considering everything I went through and who I am now, Thanks to them. Well, I was gonna say, so talk me through the process of actually signing you through that time. Like how how's it come about? How'd you find the meetings and that like just talk to like to people so they understand like what that signing process was for you at that time. Alright, so Univer like we're going into Universal. We've gone in there the first time. This is publishing as well, so this ain't record deal. This is the publishing side of things. So we're going into the Universal building. I'm young, fam. Like, if 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 in the early stages of man's career, if we had a link to get our songs on iTunes, that's a huge thing. Like, fuck you know, like man, man. Remember, it's physical CDs. You get what I'm trying to say, man. Selling it in Ruthless Records, man. Selling their shops that's known in around that you can go and get the physical mixtapes from. So if man can, that's, that's some clout for man to say. Yeah, and you can get man things on iTunes as well. If man's talking like that, you know, man, man's things got, you know what I'm saying? Like, so for man to be in the Universal building, the Globe thing, cause you know that, you know the Globe logo thing. Man, see that in movies, man, see that fam. You know what I'm saying? Man stepping in that building, these times they're in the Fulham office. 
the elevators going up. You can see the streets from outside. What? Mad thing. <laughs> you get me? But man's gone in there and um, how it's basically started is kind of like, yeah, there's interest in terms of like, what's, what, what's the stuff that you're working on outside of what you've released? I think the first thing that was um, analysed and explained to me is my songwriting. It wasn't one way inclined. You get what I'm saying? It's like they were realising that I can touch different pockets and um, I guess it's, it's wanting to explore like this pocket here and that one. Do you have other songs in that department basically? But without asking me that outright, it's like, can you play our stuff that you've got? Um, and you're playing stuff and it's just kind of building a relationship because now you're in the Universal building you have access to all of the producers that are signed to Universal. So now it's like, ah, oh, um, we'll get you in a session. Do you want to get into a session with this producer and that producer? And now man's in session with like producers from America. And you see what I'm trying to say, like man's tapped into people like from early and more time they don't know who man is. So there's doing that, that, that thing of like, I know just before the session, I popped up a little bit early and I could see I'm on, you're on YouTube watching my thing just to make sure you, you, you're up to date with what type of music I make because you don't know who I am, you understand? And then there's men in there with like UK producers as well and it's just back and forth of doing all of that and I guess after a while of them hearing your songwriting ability because you're publishing, that's what they're signing you for, they're collecting your royalties based on your writing. It's not like it's a record deal where... You know what I'm trying to say? Like they're, they're, they're trying to think, okay, with these songs, can we get syncs? Can we put this song in Grand Theft Auto? Can we put this song in a movie? Can this song go in? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, are you able, if you get a phone, if, if we shout you and say basically an opportunity has popped up, there's a scene in a film and it's about um, heartbreak. And they need a rapper to write a song about that without being cliche, without making it cheesy. Can you do that? Yes, you can. So then man's got called in one day and then it's like there's an offer on the table. Man's gassed, man, Makai. At this point, blood, man's going through it. <laughs> man's going through it, cuz, trust me. Like, and I'll be real with you, man's going through it. Yeah, but man don't want to sign, fam. Because I just knew we just need to keep building. I just knew we need to keep building. What we're doing now is good. I've heard Master P say it. Done clocking into P's thing from early. You get me? If they're offering this right now, you know what the offer really is supposed to be. You see what I'm saying? So maintain the connections, keep the links, keep the, the, the same way where they want to hear music. You want to you wanna get into the sessions. Yeah, that's fine. I'll play you music all day long. Can you get me in a session with this songwriter and, and that producer and this because I need a hook. I need that these, these are the days, just for context, these are the days where we weren't able to make the music that we're doing now and thrive. This is big pop chorus. This is radio. One word, radio. Daisy. You understand? So I'm trying to get access to them songwriters. So it's not, a, it's not like we're using each other, but I weren't in there being used. 
long story short you get me like i was able to clock from early what's happening so my thing is let's just keep building this keep building this because at the same time i'm still releasing stuff independently or whatnot whatever you was gonna have on that first contract you're gonna have to keep adding zeros the more longer i hold out for but that's man's confidence because them zeros could also start getting taken away <laughs> well man never thinks like that you get what i'm trying to say but just on a personal one i was going through some shit at the time and i just remember thinking like i remember the the the, the my manager at the time said right we got a meeting on whatever day it was and i remember in the drive over i'm saying to him blood if they offer something today man's taking it knowing i don't want to take it you see what I'm trying to say? But if they offer something today, man's taking it, blood, because right now it is fucking mad. You get me? And I'm in that state where I'm, I'm out of the streets. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But I'm not far. And... If I don't have something motivating me to be able to have a different reality when I'm waking up very, very soon, it's going to be easy for me to just go and build back my thing. You see what I'm trying to say? So I need something ASAP. And remember, each time we're going in there, it's just conversations. It's never been, a, I don't know there's going to be a deal on the table today. But I'm saying to him, if we go in and they put a deal on the table, man's taking it. Anyway, the process is you go there, they, they put the white envelope on the table, they do the talk of like, yeah, obviously, you know, we've been working with each other for a while now, this, that, that. To be honest with you, bro, I was trying to prolong it. I think they would have put the offer in from way before. But for me, separate to me utilising the links you can give to me, um... We're also about to be business partners. So I need to know who I'm getting into business with. So it took them a year of those back and forth before they could feel confident enough to put anything on the table for man. You get me? So when they did, um, you don't sign the deal immediately for people. You get the envelope. You don't, you don't open it. You've got to have a bit of etiquette. <laughs> you don't open the envelope. Like, there and then. I know you're hungry. You said what you said in the car, cuz. But hold it together. <laughs> hold it together, cuz. You get me? Do you not, guy? Yeah, we have. We've been working for a minute. <laughs> Imagine the elevator. Man, pressing ground floor. Quick. 
We need to get to the fucking car ASAP so I can open. <laughs> so I ain't gonna give cuz we've been going at it for a minute now, bro. <laughs> you get me cuz that? Man, open that man, see what man see on there, man. Say, alright, say nothing. Basically, yeah, we just gotta get the lawyer involved, make sure everything's boom, bam, 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 bam. But yeah, we're live now. You get me? Fuck it. You get me? For me as well, like, I had the help of like some of the olders, you get me, that was around to help man um, facilitate things in terms of my music financially, right? Um, so for me as well, I wanted to make sure everybody got their bread back. It's not even like they're, they're, they're running it down and it's not even like it's even like a loan situation. It's not even like, oh, I'll give you this and then when you, it weren't even like that. It was just more off of the fact that, right. You're one of the talents in the ends, and we want to be able to be involved in seeing that flourish, basically. So at that stage, I'm not the only one going through things as well. You see what I'm saying? If it was just down to me, I might have held out. But there's men that are around me that are going through things as well. You get what I'm trying to say? I'm thinking, yeah, this could probably help you out in your situation as well. And yeah, obviously... I remember phoning my girl at the time and just saying to her like, yeah, my mother and I have to work again. <laughs> <laughs> she got a cash car, you been moving it like, 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 have you worked? I said, stop it, babe. We're good now. <laughs> These times, cause man ain't done the division yet. <laughs> Man ain't hit the division, man ain't hit the divide button yet, cuz man don't you understand, man ain't thinking nothing about tax, man, man ain't thinking about nothing yet, cuz man's phone mummy and gave her the retirement talk. Like, on, it weren't even that much peace, cuz, you get what I'm trying to say, but for man, man's just like, my immediate situation can change, you get what I'm trying to say, so man's phoning mummy like, yeah, certain risk, done that. <coughs> and I'll be honest with you, fam. I'll never forget, whenever I tell this story, that money from that deal, the man them got their stuff and whatnot, the only thing I bought, I remember them, I remember S saying to me, my, um, my old manager at the time, I remember him saying, Cash, treat yourself like, man, go buy a rollie, like, you get me, rare, 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 Bro, do you know what I bought? I bought my Mac laptop, I bought protein shake, and some weights. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I spent and the rest I don't know where that piece went and I'm not a man that's out here buying everything but I'm a man that's just always had heavy responsibilities on my shoulders you get what I'm trying to say from young from young I've had responsibilities so that went on living and legal fees that I ended up having to fight to try and not get sent to Jamaica and then still end up getting sent to Jamaica. So now you're there. Now you're in. You're on square one again. Now, you get me. Yes, right, so I suppose you've always been like the provider. Then, or feel like you have to be the provider. Yeah, 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 for sure, definitely. Bro, so like, so that whole part of like, because I know a lot of artists get money, and it's like, bro, like even I understand, bro, like when you get that money, bro, it's like some of it's gonna go over there. Mm. So if you get me, like this, they say the division. Mm. But when you told your mum, like, that, yo, look, you, you're good now, yeah, like, mm. that must have been a pride, it must have been a proud moment for you, though, bro, because you would have been working hard up to that point. It was a proud moment, but again, like, 
I'm saying it in that way now, but I never said to her like, oh, I've signed a deal, you're good now. It's more now when we have our conversation. Me and my mum, like, it's mad fam. Like, me and my mum have a very unique relationship. It's very unique. So me and my mum, some of the conversations we've had, you'd never think it's mum and son. You get me? Like, you'd think it's two brethren. <laughs> you see what I'm trying to say? So <clears throat> rather than it was the official phone my mum and tell her to retire phone call, is more phoning my brethren like, yeah, man, we gotta switch things up now, man. <laughs> it was that type of it was that type of phone call. You get me? It's kind of like just trying to not entertain certain conversations anymore. You get me? It's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking over from the other day. Still, you know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah, I'm trying to think like what we can. Yeah, it's like what we can invest in. What's different? I'm trying to think like, yeah, like I'm wondering like. Wondering like, you know what I'm thinking to do? These times, man's got everyone known from the ends. Man can send some of the girl them in the stores to go teeth close. You get me? They'll get, they'll get, the man give them a bag. They'll bring two bags worth of clothes to man. So man's thinking like, bro, like, yeah, I'm thinking letting them to bring some clothes and then what, maybe man can start selling clothes in Jamaica or something. We'll just ship some barrels out there. So, so it weren't like an official, like, it's more me now trying to plant seeds to say like, rah, Less, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so it, I, I, I don't remember. It was a proud moment for sure, but it weren't like, it weren't like, because for example, it weren't like I was saying to her, mom, go and pick your house. We're going to buy your house. Or so to show you the level of peas it was, it wasn't, you know what I'm trying to say? But... Did you feel undervalued? Or, I know you... No, 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 no. It's not even that I felt undervalued at the time either, because... It wasn't even like hella back and forth. I don't think we did a back and forth. You know what I'm saying? I was going through things, cuz. Man, man, man's lawyer at the time. I'm saying, cuz, just make sure there's nothing in there that's going to make us have to go to that building, please. Yeah? As long as that is not in there, then we're good to go. What is it good? It's good? Cool. Um, explain what this means to me. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? And we're going through the contract. Break it down into layman's terms for me. You're not going to just tell me it's good and I'm going to take your word for it. We've got to go through that contract line for line for line. What do you mean by this? And then when you do that and you tell me everything, I then go and do my external research. Because it's all language. That's all it is. You get me? It's literally them contracts are a language within itself. Just like you have English, Spanish, Swahili, Tree. Them contractual language is, is a language, you get what I'm trying to say? So it's just like hitting Google Translate. So now I'm looking at words that are associated with certain sentences. Like, okay, cool, what does this mean? Yeah, that's what the lawyer said still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a, man, a man's doing, you got to think, man's doing this young still, you get me? With olders around, man. Like, none of the olders, that's like, there's no, there's not one older. Not one older that could tell you they could gas me up or say certain things. There's, you know, like, there's some young bucks that you know you can say rarely to him and he's going to go just because you said that. I've never been that. I've never, ever been that. Because for me, even in terms of the olders, you're, you're just the older because you're older than man, really and truly. But it's always been a partnership type of vibes. You get me? Like, I've never, I've never, you, even if it's big bro vibes, it's, 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 it's big bro, but we're both big men. 
rather than your big bro and I'm a local you. You see what I'm trying to say? So because of that, I've never been in a scenario where a man could say, yo, sign that contract or what's wrong with you? Like, or, or man signing man's contract and man's dictating on what needs to happen with man's peas and all of that type of stuff. I can't even dictate what happens with the peas because we got it together. You see what I'm trying to say? It's never been like, a, all right, then cool. All of the man them now are going to discuss what happens and then I get what I get. It's no, we're all going to sit around a table at Nando's like we did <laughs> and everybody's going to, you see what I'm trying to say? And that's how it worked, basically. Bro, I'm going to come back into that period, but I want to talk about uh, the project, bro. bro. Are you classifying as an album? No. No. Yeah, 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 I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It can be, though. It can be. If and I don't feel I don't think you do throwaways. From hearing how you and Dean are talking, yeah, yeah, no, the, no. the diligence you lot have gone through with this music. Yeah. Do you know why it's not an album? Because of the space that I'm in in my career. That is it. That's literally the only reason why it's not my debut album. Because I feel like with your debut album, you have to have done a certain amount of rounds. So, for example, like, I did the formula and it's through me doing the form. So, enough of them features I spoke about as me being in school. So, I'm in school. Gigs is on the formula. That's, yeah, Gigs is on the formula. Fixed dot on Fempelen ends on the formula. Man's in school. That mixtape's gone out. Through that, it's leveled me up to be in the space. <clears throat> Rapping ability wise for young meth to hear man You know what I'm trying to say That's now He's on Like he's not from Peckham He's from the other side of London Like not, not, not London The other side of South London So now man's tapped into Dubs and these lot Dubs has just put out fucking Hard bodied Classic mixtape with gigs fam We're talking about the mixtape that has Talking the hardest on it bro I'm a young buck in the mix of all of that you see what I'm trying to say? So, doing that mixtape, then doing the CNC mixtape with Chunks, then doing a little bit of cash. A little bit of cash is now industry. This is my first local HMV. You could go on HMV and you see what I'm trying to say? Like, man's got videos on BET. My shit's now on TV. You get what I'm trying to say? Shelling shows all down the countries. Boom, 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 boom. Um, then there's alarm clock. Now, after Alarm Clock, the way we set up everything, after Alarm Clock, we then do the debut album. I got sent to Jamaica in the middle of the Alarm Clock campaign. You see what I'm saying? Flights booked for the release date. No. <laughs> you see what I'm trying to say? So the only reason why um, Return of the Immigrant Ain't Man's debut album is because, I, not that I have to do five mixtapes again, but it's more a feeling. The feeling that I want for a debut album has to be after I've had a certain amount of success from other stuff that I've done. You get what I'm trying to say? So, but so sonically, it's gonna sound like an album for sure. But I'm calling it a project because it, it it's more than a mixtape, but it's less than an album. Bro, just because when you fucking do your book, like a lot of your stuff, bro, it just seems like it's pre-planned somehow, bro. Like you had something like this was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> this was gonna happen. That should have happened, and then uh, it, something else happened, bro. Yeah. Like, how how do you deal with like that type of like, bro? This must be mad. I would say this point. I don't know what to call it, bro. Mm. Like, but just your character. How do you deal with all those? 
unsavory moments, bro. In terms of like, if I predict something and it doesn't happen. Yeah, like for example, like you, I, I thought it was, I was about to be gone in the industry. Um, but it's like yin and yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, you see that confident character I spoke about earlier that knows he's good, but he lets you say it. I can say to you now, alarm clock was going to be the one and then be thinking but in that moment I weren't even thinking like that I was just putting music out you get what I'm trying to say so it's not like I was predicting this was going to be the project that changes man's life and buy everyone houses return of the immigrant to change man's life overnight but it's the project that starts the change that I can confidently tell you no charts, no nothing, no nothing. It can sell one copy, bro. Me and my team, our life starts changing after this is released. The only person that can change that is God. And if God wants to change that, then it's just not my destiny. You see? And then we'll tap into something else. But we'll go again. You get what I'm trying to say? But in terms of the confidence that I have, it's in... It's in, it's in knowing what it's gonna do because of what we've put behind and i know a lot of men like oh blood sweat and tears into this bro this is seven years in the making blood there's songs that man's doing on here talking from the perspective of not knowing when i'm coming back to england and then there's songs on here like return of the man i've I've, I've, i'm back (laughs) so so i'd say it's not an album the maddest thing as well like when I describe it, I hear it and I think to myself, okay, based on how I'm describing it, it can maybe even sound like a musical, but it's not. It's just songs. It's not like there's like part one and then part two, and then it's like an ongoing story about my immigration stuff. Like, I sprinkle stuff along the immigration journey on different songs along the way. It's more the skits, they're skits. Bro, I, I feel like this project, well, I think even just using the acronym, bro. Mm. Like, it's, well, it's, I'm not a rapper, double entendre, like, two meanings, you get me? Like, just all of that, bro. It, it feels well thought out. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've got Dean here, bro, but, like, what? And you said you guys were ready in June. And then you guys, why, why did you look, what, was, what were you happy with? What were you, like, picking at that you felt like, bro, I need to... This is why, for me, I'll be honest with you, fam. This is why, if I sign to a major label, it has to be somebody that um, understands me as a um, a person and as an artist, separate to the music that we're doing business with, right? Because I was just chasing a feeling. Cause how do I explain to them? It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling that isn't there right now. And that feeling, we can't, we can't release it because the feeling ain't there. And it's not like I'm saying that and then I'm gone off back into the mountain. <laughs> I'm saying that and we're trying to figure out what we need to grab that feeling. You get what I'm trying to say? That feeling, you can't, do you know the maddest thing from? You can't pay an influencer to get that feeling. You can't. So if, if, if I was at that time, with, or if man was, if this, this is being released independently, but if this was being released with a major label, maybe they would have thought like, okay, cool. So the, the feeling that you're talking about, like, is it exposure? Is it like, would you like, duh, 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 duh. 
fling the bag towards a couple influencers, let them do some TikTok dances or whatever it is, I still wouldn't have got the feeling. Do you know what the feeling was, bro? I needed to go back to Jamaica and start the press run there. And that's what man did, basically. Man, remember the whole time I'm in Jamaica, I don't want no one in Jamaica to know that I do music. I'm just normal brother that so happens to be in certain spaces and when anything comes from England they always link this brother but what does this brother do <laughs> I'm trying to say like like at this point as well they've heard they might hear like right oh, yeah cash English you to get the port they have links still they might they more know me like that but even if they search cash first and foremost they don't know I'm an artist because there's a difference in how you move as an artist especially when you're a rapper like me, blood, I'm fully, fully cool with playing my role. You understand? I don't need to be in the limelight today. So go true. Go true, go true, go true. I'm standing up. Is everyone in? This the last one? Yeah, in. The artist wouldn't need to do that. One of the mandem would do that. And the artist is the first in the building safe and sound. So when I'm there making sure everyone's getting in where they need to get in and move how they need to move, to the public that's seeing this youth, all they know is he's been deported to Jamaica. He's therefore got connections. We've seen him around certain people, so... Yeah, maybe he's just a man that was doing his thing in the streets in England and they leave it at that. I need to now return to Jamaica and tell them who I am. And I need to start the campaign there. You get what I'm trying to say? I need to start it there. And it was beautiful, bro. Because man's... Remember, when man's going to Jamaica, I've been out there for five years now. So I've, and, and, and I've been out there for five years outside of being a UK artist that everyone knows. I know what TV programs they watch. I know, what, I, I know who their influencers are. I know who the DJs are. I know who the artists are. All of these type of things. So when man's returned, bro, and man's starting the press run on the equivalent to Good Morning Britain in Jamaica. You understand what I'm saying? When man's on there, the platform's called On Stage. Do you know how much On Stage interviews I've watched, fam? Any dancehall artist you can think about, they've sat in that chair I sat in. You see what I'm trying to say? To hear my man's voice, bro, I only heard him on the TV. To hear him say... Jamaican-born UK rapper Cash was deported rare blood. That's doing something to man, fam. I'm like, oh, this is the feeling. This is it. This is it. This is it. You get what I'm trying to say? And to, to, to hear him interview, man, and he's getting drawn in to the conversation. The, 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 the story is intriguing to him. Because really, he don't know who I am. So when he's got the shout to say like, right, yeah, he's got the synopsis. UK rapper deported, da, 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 has got an interesting story. In his mind, he's like, ah, cool, we need someone to fill the slot today to make sure we have something to play on Saturday night. Ah, um, give, him, give him a 10 minute slot. It can't be 10 minutes. <laughs> you get me? More questions are forwarding, more questions, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, and um, separate to that, then man's gone and done like interviews that, for example, when Stylo G first started to push in Jamaica now, because Stylo had been doing his thing in England for time. Yeah. When he's forward to Jamaica, a man's touching the streets with Stylo and going to certain things with him and making sure things, like just giving him that support, basically. 
man went to an interview platform with him and after it's finished and all of that, like he's there like, yo, no, no, no cash because he don't know I'm not doing that out here. So he's saying like, yo, no, no, you're a big rapper in England, isn't it? I'm there like, bro, <laughs> it's cool because you get me like, they're there, they've, they've followed me on Instagram and all of these type of things and I've kind of like said to them like, yeah, nah, respectfully, it's not that time yet. For them, they're looking at it like, all right, cool, we don't even know who the fuck you are. We was just going to give you the interview because Stylo said to you, you get what I'm trying to say? Blood, man returned to Yard and done an interview with them. And they're like, yeah, we remember. We remember when you declined doing the interview. So, man, respect you because you just knew that weren't the time. For me, blood, what would I have done if I started all of that in Jamaica? I would have basically been doing my press run, he would have said, UK rapper deported to Jamaica, what's next? That's what the front pages said. I would have just been on some, yeah, like I'm here now, I'm fighting my case. Like, hopefully one day I'll be able to, dead, fuck that. I need to add to the story. Everybody wants to have the bestseller without finishing the story yet. You ain't even written it yet, cuz. You ain't even written it yet, bro. Like, you want to have New York... Times bestseller, fam, and you, you, you're just on the fucking forward, cuz, chill, cuz, go live some life, have something else for them to speak about, you have something else to speak about, you're a writer, right, I know everybody gets gassed with this rapper title, but you're writing, you're a writer, fam, you get me, enough of the youths that don't realise that, you're getting paid to write, the youth that was in English class that you called a neek, right, because he was just into his books. You just tapped into a different space for that. If you wrote as much as you're writing now in school, your qualifications might have been different. You're a writer, blood. Forget everything that comes with just being a rapper. You're a songwriter. You can go to places, and when they ask what you do, like me, I hardly use the rapper thing. Hardly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hardly. I'm a, I'm a writer. Oh! <laughs> Bet you thought I was going to say a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say, yeah, fam, you're a writer. You see what I'm saying? So go and live, go and find some things to write about, blood. And all man had was just the time in Jamaica. You get me? Whole heap of things to write about. Five years worth of things to write about, and things that man wrote about prior to being sent back, but couldn't talk about it at that stage. And now I can. So, yeah, man, it, it was a it, it was a feeling that I needed, and that feeling. It's crazy to feel the UK scene's eyes on you while you're in Jamaica. Because remember, it wasn't on me while I lived out there for the five years. My traction died out. People were moving on. Was that hard, bro? It, it weren't easy, but it was expected. Out of sight, out of mind. <clears throat> I never gained my buzz within the UK by being somebody that they never saw outside. We was outside in every different form possible. And every single time someone saw man, it made a difference to the buzz. So if I'm nowhere, if you're not seeing me at all, eventually it's going to die down. Especially because I'm not releasing music here and you're seeing me doing songs with all of the, the yard artists and rare rare yeah you've even seen man in the in, in in the scene fly to yard do songs with these same man and i'm not doing it but i'm in the room though i probably made it happen you see what i'm trying to say like so for me 
I understood that the traction wouldn't have been the same, but I just didn't want to go cold turkey. So every now and then, I chuck something out on a channel, make sure you're seeing the name still pop up here and there. But I'm not expecting to be the hottest artist in the UK from being out there. You get what I'm trying to say? So therefore, most of the eyes wasn't on me during the time that I was there. You get me? So being out there on the press run and feeling all of the eyes on, man, because they thought I got deported again. Oh, that's why you're back. <laughs> so the whole eyes, all of the eyes are on to, man. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. Man's gone out there, everything, like the team that man had out there, BTS is being done by my, the, the same person that was doing BTS for man. The video is being shot by the same. It's the same. You get what I'm trying to say? It's, it's the same, but it's different. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, and for man, it felt good. Like, even in terms of man announcing the project and all of that, I never, I never, I never showed you lot just the trenches and all of that stuff. Like, when I announced, like, no, I haven't been deported and all of that. I'm in Jamaica doing an international press run for my project, Return of the Immigrant. You're seeing mountains behind me. This is a big green mountain, cause like, this is this is no lighting production. This is just the sun. This is just it. This is it right now. Simple, plain. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, this is it. It's crazy how people look at you different depending on just what your scenario is. Because if I did that same video, like, yeah, just an update, people. Like, yeah, I'm still in Jamaica. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, love? With the same mountains in the background, I would have been thinking, yeah, his thing's rubbed out. <laughs> He is finished, bro. Yeah, that's the it is. Like, it's mad, fam. It's mad. It's like, it's like man's lifer brethren that did the mad thing all bait. And you're hearing a man saying he's going to try and appeal. You have to be there to support him, to say, blood, hopefully, you get me. It's all on camera still. <laughs> it's all on camera still. But you'll never tell a man, don't go through with your appeal. Brother. Appeal your thing, bro. You, first of all, the appeal ain't going to go through unless you find an angle. So if you've managed to find an angle, you've got my full support. What the fuck do you need? We'll write letters. We'll forward to court. We'll, be, we'll give character references. He's a good you. You see what I'm trying to say? Even if, in my mind, I saw, just like everybody else saw on the CCTV, no belly, it was you. We all saw it. But if you feel like there's an angle, bro, we need you out here anyway. Let's work for that. I think that was me. That was me to 80% of the people in my life. I got lifed off in Jamaica and I'm talking about busing case and touching road again. And they're talking to me like I just described this hypothetical friend. Well, did any of your people tell you that, oh, bro, you know, yeah, I thought, you, I thought it wasn't gonna happen for you. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, but I, Bro, again, like I said to you off camera, more time when I'm having certain conversation, my ego is not in the room with me. I won't be offended if you said that. I might respect you more. Because I know, you know I know too. You get what I'm trying to say? The other day, what was it? Ah, Kenny. Kenny All-Stars. Shout out my brother, Kenny. A lot of people don't know the history of me and Kenny. Kenny's, before I got sent to Yard, Kenny's my DJ. Right? So, Still Bangles is my producer, 
Kenny's my DJ. All these shows I'm talking about doing is Kenny. That's on stage. Kenny's turning to Kenny All-Star while I'm in yard, fam. You know what I'm saying? Bangles are turning to steel bangles while I'm in yard. I'm chatting to Kenny the other day and I did a new freestyle, right? Um, a new season of a freestyle platform that he does. And blood, it's like, it's like this. It's like if I'm the friend, if I'm the friend who got lifed off and I'm talking about appealing and all of that, and if Kenny is the friend that's saying like, bro, if you find the angle, you got my full support. But there's only so much he can do. If I ask him to do something, he'll do it. But there's only so much he can do if I can't do the rest. I basically now had a conversation with Kenny where he's hear me bar on this new one. He's like, Cash, I'm not going to lie. There was one point, bro. <laughs> He's like, I'm so glad you ain't lost it, bro. I'm so fucking glad you ain't lost it. Right, right, right. I'm not offended by that. I can't be offended because Kenny's that's the like on that freestyle platform that man's done with him. It's rap, rap like they're hearing man, they're hearing man in a in, in a certain type of way. But the way I've structured the release, the releases of each of the songs man's released since I've been here, um, it's easy to think I might have lost it in the rap, rap. Place. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, when I'm doing songs like Wagwan featuring Weston, it's not in the rap rap bag. But there's some rap rappers that can't make a song like that. Love, bro. You get me? There's some rap rappers that can't make a song like that. And that's why I was saying to you, even off camera, I was saying to you, one thing man clocked from early is people, it's, it's not people, it's, what did I say? It's not that. They don't want to do it. It's that they can't do it. You see it? And if I know I can do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to fucking do it. Cause you know what I'm trying to say? I'm going to do it, bro. So for me to have a song like Wagwan out there, as much as it's a big tune, you might be thinking like, yeah, he, 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 this is his bag now. And he, he can't do this thing. We're now at the phase of the campaign where I'm now giving them the rap. Firing the booth the other day, it's shocking everybody. The phone's ringing, Roadman are phoning me, all sorts of people are phoning me. Bro, do you know what you did in there? And it's not just because of what I'm saying, it's how I approached the entire firing the booth. There was a feeling about firing the booth that became lost. My intention was bigger than me. It was now that kid that was in the middle of all of that mix of the first generation UK rap now has a role to play. I want to go into the fire in the booth and make the public feel like it's what the fire in the booth was. And being able to do that, bro, and see the feedback that it got, that's like, that's like going top 10 to me. Right. Right. Bro, let me, bro, I'm looking at the track listing here. Yeah? Mm. I thought to break down like three tracks here. Yeah? Obviously, I ain't heard it yet. Yeah. Um, Mummy's Diamond Prayer. So talk to me about that one. Mummy's Diamond Prayer is a skit on the project. And um, remember that feeling that I spoke about? That, that for why we didn't drop it in June? That was the, 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 the sealer. That was like the final little cherry on top of that feeling. That was a prayer she gave for man at the airport returning to England after that Jamaica press run. 
So I've gone, done the Jamaica press run, I'm doing the interviews, like, right, right this is the feeling man wanted. Thinking, yeah, that's it now. Then I'm at the airport, bloop, voice note comes through. And this is the prayer, but the prayer she's giving, bro. The prayer she's giving, fam, like, everything that she, every, the way she's speaking, you'd think, like, you'd think she's in the meetings with us weekly. Everything she's saying, fam, like, just in terms of, like, yo, when that plane lands, everything she's talking about, I'm like, yo, I remember sending it to Dini and I was going to use it as the intro for my next project. And he's like, nah, <laughs> this project here, you get me? That's the last thing that they need to hear. You get me? Um, so yeah, that's the mummy's diamond prayer still. I mean, outside and outside again. Outside again describes my most difficult time in Jamaica throughout the whole five years. Outside again. It's mad that you chose that one still. Yeah. Outside again. It's basically. It's the period of time now where. I've won my case. Right. And. Chatting to my lawyer. My lawyer's in England. So everything's happening remotely. Whole court case. Everything. I'm not in the room. I have to rely on what. Is being represented in there. That's the first mind fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The process with this now is the decision isn't made in there. It's not like guilty, not guilty. It's not one of those. So in a man, when when the court is finished and I get the phone call, all I have is Judge Seymour right still. But that, oh, I'm happy with that. It's better than. I don't know, you know, because the judge was moving kind of mad. <laughs> you understand? So, um, you have to wait a little period of time before that decision is made, before the judge makes the decision. Anyway, the decision's made. Once that decision's made, you still ain't won because they have 30 days, the, the Home Office has 30 days to appeal that win, and we're going to start this all over again. Them 30 days are long, bro. They're long, they're long, they're long, they're long. They're not 30 days, I don't care what no one says. They're more 60-ish. <laughs> they take long. That 29th day, that night, bro, is crazy, fam. You get me? Anyway, boom, 30 days. Now, no matter what, they can't appeal it. We've won. Yo, lawyer, what happens now? Oh, they're going to shout you in two weeks. Go collect your passport and you're good to go, bro. Book your ticket. Well done. We've won. Two weeks pass, no phone call. Three weeks, no phone call. Four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks. Bro, man waited 10 months. Outside again is that 10 months. Because within that 10 months, everything I was able to hold within them five years started crumbling. You know, like when you can see the hurdle, it's like the last little bit before you get to the finish line. Now, all of a sudden, a pair of things are falling apart, fam. Like, relationships are falling apart. Fucking everything. Like, man's just... I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost in a place where, bro, I'm, I'm not going to lie, fam. I'm doing silly things to kind of self-sabotage myself. It's like, you lot have already kind of put me in a place where you put a spanner in the works of, of, of my career before... You're not going to be the reason why it happens again. If it's going to happen again, I'm going to cause it. So I'm damn fuckery, fam. I'm, 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 I'm running silly risk that I don't need to run. 
especially as a man who's won his case now. You get me? I'm giving myself silly automations, like automated, like if this happens, then I have to do this. No, you don't. But the this that I'm saying, like if this happens, it happens nine times out of 10. So really, you just want to do it, but you want to give yourself a reason for why you're doing it. And I swear to you, bro, every time I gave myself the old, it never happened. And this is things that happen nine times out of 10. It's like, it's like me saying, if the light don't go green, not, not, not like this, but it's like if I'm at the red light, if the light don't go green in five seconds, that means I need to go on. I just always went green. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? So outside again, it's that frustration. It's that like one of the last, the last two lines on that song is I just want to fly again, losing my mind again. Those are the last two lines in terms of the, the, the song. And then I speak to myself in the outro. I'm telling myself, I'm saying like, you're good, bro. You get me? Like, your time soon forward. You get me? Just, just hold it. So, yeah, that's outside again. Well, you know, I was gonna ask you another one, but I'm gonna leave it on that one. Nah, nah, you can. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you, man. It is, bro, because I think, bro, that's just pathetic, bro. Mm. To fit the two and those two ones, your mum's prayer. Yeah, yeah, nah, you pick them, man. But I'll be honest with you, bro. Any of them you pick. Pick anyone. <laughs> pick anyone. It's up to you. And I'm gonna wrap the interview here, bro. Yeah. Because we're gonna have we're gonna have, we're gonna have a conversation again, bro. No, hundred percent. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, 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 no. Here, what we're gonna do? We'll link again after it's out, not time after either. Yeah. So now it's out. Like, give it a second to breathe. Let's see any moments that pop up from it. How are you feeling now that it's out? Rather than wait till the next project. Cause this is a project that we're gonna work. There's there's difference. That was the first week. No, 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 fuck that. We hate that. <laughs> we hate that. We hate that. We hate that. Yeah, it's not just a first week thing at all, at all, at all. It's a project that has to be worked internationally too. There's different sections on here that needs to be dedicated and time for different places. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, let's link there. But that's a, that's a good place though. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.